Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's 29th of March, and I'm now going to run through recent developments in the markets and our thoughts on where markets are headed. Well, global equities gained around half to 1% last week and are back now within spitting distance of their mid-February highs. Markets have also opened higher today, shrugging off the news of the collapse of the US hedge fund, which will lead to significant losses both at Credit Suisse and Nomura. Rather than being seen as a canary in a coal mine and a sign of impending doom, as various fund failures proved ahead of the global financial crisis, this, quite rightly, is being seen much more as a one-off. Equities instead took heart from government bond yields falling back a little, following their sharp run-up over the last couple of months. While the upward trend in yields looks certain to continue longer term, the latest decline does bolster our confidence that the bulk of the sell-off should be behind us for the moment. The partial refloating of the beach tanker in the Suez Canal also eased worries that trade flows might remain disrupted for weeks to come. Well, last week saw the one-year anniversary of the market bottom on the 23rd of March 2020. US equities have gained as much as 75% over the following 12 months, the largest such increase since 1936. Following the global financial crisis, US equities also rose 70% in the first year of the bull market. But in reality, the increase this time is far more impressive. The 2009 recovery followed a much sharper market fall than seen last year. And whereas this time, US and global equities regained their pre-crisis highs within five months of bottoming, last time it took three and four years respectively, in the case of the post global financial crisis rebound. Moving on to the economies, well, the UK and European economies have got rather better at dealing with lockdowns. Business confidence in the UK bounced significantly more than expected in March, no doubt cheered up by the rapid vaccine rollout, the relaxation of lockdown measures in prospect, and the fact that spring is now upon us. Even in Europe, where the vaccine rollout is proving problematic, to say the least, confidence improved in March. Meanwhile, in the States, optimism remained at high levels, both bolstered by President Biden's latest very sizable fiscal stimulus. The total monetary and fiscal support measures now put in place across the globe in response to the pandemic are estimated to total over $20 trillion or more than 20% of global GDP. This is massive, and along with the vaccine rollout, is the reason both for the sharp rebound in markets over the past year and the expected strong bounce in economic growth over coming months. But it is also cause of considerable nervousness over inflation and has been behind the recent sell-off in government bonds. Inflation is set to pick up substantially over coming months as the rebound in oil prices from the collapse last year kicks in. However, this oil effect will be temporary and central banks will be much more focused on underlying inflation. This unexpectedly fell to 0.9% for February in the UK and also edged down to 1.4% in the US. Even so, core inflation looks certain to rise, albeit not half as much as headline inflation, as the forthcoming boom in demand is likely to coincide with some supply shortages. 
Whilst the authorities have emphasised they will look through any temporary rise, bond markets are very likely to remain on edge. It's going to be some time yet before it becomes clear how big the inflation threat really is. Well, that's it for this week. So can I wish you all a very happy Easter and I'll be back in two weeks time. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.